Hey, my name is Kelsey, and this is When I Grow Up, a podcast all about the lessons we would tell our younger selves, plus the stories of everyday people in their extraordinary lives. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you get inspired and ready to take on the world. Whether you're starting a business, growing your empire, or seeking inspiration, I welcome you to the podcast. So pour a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and get ready for today's episode of When I Grow Up. Okay, we're just going to dive on in because I am tired of the fluff. I realize everyone's time is precious, and we're just going to get right to it today. But first things first, you need this episode because community is the number one thing that has grown my business and my clients' businesses. The people who don't have it are struggling, and I would even argue in-person community is more important than ever. So today, we're going to talk about three specific tips to help you launch an in-person community. But first things first, my name is Kelsey. I am a business coach. I help coach CEOs to scale from six to seven figures. I'm an overall hype girl. At the end of the day, I just want to help you achieve your dreams. So if you're listening to this episode and you eventually get to that place or you're in that place, I would love to talk to see if I can help you with your business. But let's keep the party going because hello, that's why we're here. Let me give some context. Let me tell you why we're talking about this thing in the first place. I I love community and I have found myself in a position where I have officially launched three different ones. And I'm going to tell you about them. The first one, Empower PNW, launched very organically. Two friends of mine reached out and I had already planned kind of a business in-person workshop that I'd been wanting to do. And it just felt right to turn that one-time workshop into a networking group. And so we did that. It's been live, if you will, for a year now. We've definitely learned and ebbed and flowed along the way. But I recently did an audit on my business to figure out where do all my top clients come from? Like, where are my favorite people coming from? I would say nine times out of 10, the networking group or some kind of connection from that group, which tells me, wow, if that's working in this group, I need to build one closer to where I live. For those that don't know, the first group I built is about 45 minutes from where I live. It's in my hometown. My two co-founders live in the area. So it made sense to have it start there. But I started a second group with a different co-founder up closer to where I live for the same intentions. Really, I think, I don't know if you can feel this way, but I feel a shift happening where people are not wanting to spend all day long on the internet. And that's going to feel like a contradiction in a minute, but I promise I'll explain why in just a sec. In general, I think people want connection. They are tired of being sold to. They are tired of the whole take my free thing. And then here's an offer into a course deal. Like people know, people know what you're doing, especially if you're in the online education space or you're wanting to be. Really, I think the best thing you can do for yourself if you are selling anything is build community. And if you don't want to build it yourself, be a part of one and don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to promote your business and all the things you have going on. But I digress. Group number two happened very recently. Our first meeting completely sold out. We have since jokingly called it that we've built a monster. It has a lot of momentum behind it. And again, I think people are just looking for that in-person connection, authenticity, and genuine relationships. And honestly, that's how business grows in the long run. And I told you earlier that I was going to contradict myself. I have a third community that I launched too, and it's actually online. And I'm going to tell you why. So the first two communities are networking. They're all about connection. And again, like I'm giving you all the tea. I'm going to tell you exactly how I did it. So my hope is you go out and do a version of this for yourself too. I want to help you out. But the online version existed because there was a gap. The networking groups are great. They are kind of business workshops. Every meeting is a specific topic. It's a great way for people to connect and promote their businesses. But I noticed there were some people in those groups 
that wanted more, maybe more accountability. Maybe we spend two hours working on what to do. They want a place to go and do it and have the support in doing that. And so that's how I built my third community, which is my online group called the Get Shit Done Club, which is, you guessed it, all about getting shit done in your business, achieving your goals and crushing them, going after them. And I will tell you this, I actually, fun fact, had a Facebook group when I first started my coaching business that totally tanked. And I will tell you why. It wasn't fun for me to be in there anymore. It was too broad. And I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was told at the time that having a Facebook group is quote unquote the only way to go, you know, build community and you give a lot of value. Then eventually you come in and you sell to these people. And that was my mindset going into it. And I will say it showed. I think that imagine like the lamest party you've ever been invited to, but like it's your best friend. So you feel obligated to be there. Like it definitely had that feeling. And we're breaking up with it. It's done. It's over. I have let that go. And I will tell you the three communities I have now have different intentions behind them. But because I am so people first, the payoff is better. And that's why I think this episode is so important because community may be the missing link in your business. You just don't even realize it. So I'm going to give you three tips. I told you three exact steps to kind of keep in mind and help you get the ball rolling on this thing. So number one, I just kind of said it. I did this wrong myself. So I know this to be true. Don't be for everyone. (sighs) So my groups, my two in-person groups are for female founders. And I'm going to be real with you. I struggled with that because I actually work with male clients. And my mindset around all of that stuff is I want to support everybody. I believe if you have a business goal or a dream and you feel stuck, I believe I can help you. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter what stage of business you're in. I feel in my bones there's a way where I can help you if you want it. However, for this networking stuff, it's intimate and the intention is connection. And there's a lot of options for just general business groups. You have your Chamber of Commerces, you have your BNI groups, you have Kiwanis and all these other groups that already exist. What didn't exist and what does not exist in our area, at least, is a female founder, meaning people who are moms, people who have, I don't know, their partners and maybe they have a part-time hustle and their partner is working full-time. And I just think those problems are unique. And so that's something that we niche down to. And I'm glad because it really protects the group. Like people are able to connect and serve each other in a different way. I mean, we talked about periods for like, sorry, boys, but we did for like 10 minutes at the last meeting. And I just don't see that happening in a co-ed group. But that again is also why I built the third online community. I I do feel like there is a different energy when men and women can come together and collaborate and connect. I think we can see blind spots from each other. I think we process information differently, and I actually think there's value in that. So that being said, if you're going to build a community, do not be a generalist. It's just going to be hard to encourage people to join. It's going to be hard to communicate what you do and why. And I'm going to break it down into three specific questions to think about when you are thinking about who this should be for. So number one is this. How does your group help people? Like, what do you help them do? Again, our two in-person groups are all about networking. It's like the unnetworking networking. The end goal is sales, really. Like at the end of the day, we want to help you make more money. People are in the group because they need more clients or customers. But you can't just come in with that intention. It's going to feel icky and it will feel icky to everyone else. They're in there to build connections and great referrers, basically. And so we foster that. And we also have business workshops to help give you the tools to do that better and better. Number two is this. Who is it for? 
So if you are trying to be too broad, I dare you to be specific and try to niche down from there and really target the people you want to be around. I will also say this. We don't accept MLMs in our group. We actually have one, maybe two. I think we have one member who is, and I think we have one franchisee in there. And it's very much a mindset thing. So a lot of our branding is female founder. You started your own business. We have keywords that we put in there on purpose so people self-filter out. However, it's a mindset. So are some people who are in MLMs or part of franchisees going to filter in? Sure. But at the end of the day, we are not trying to attract those people because our core values are different. We're going to push you to be uncomfortable. We're going to make you really take ownership of your business and your life and your sales. And I just feel like in general, the MLMs are not going to be the place for that to be. So we're just not going to be for those people. Not to say they're bad people. They're not business owners. They're just not for our community. And that's okay. Okay, real talk. When I wake up in the morning, I am not the person who needs to hurry up and eat breakfast. However, I am the person who's going to make a cup of coffee. And I have found if I put collagen in my coffee, A, I just feel better. B, I get a little bit more protein and some calories in right off the day. And ultimately, it's been so helpful in my productivity in the morning. So I wanted to tell you about it. I'm currently using First Form's chocolate flavor. It's my favorite. And it's been a great tool in just getting my day off on the right foot, making sure I'm getting some protein in. And honestly, it makes it taste good. I have it linked in my show notes if you're interested. Just thought I would share because it's been helpful for me too. And the third thing that you need to think about when you're thinking about not being for everyone is what will people get out of it? And in the beginning, I will tell you this. This is the hardest question to answer before you've launched the thing. This is so hard, and but it's the most important question and a great way to get around it if you don't have any quote unquote proof of concept is to ask people you've worked with before or friends that you've organically kind of networked or connected like, hey, what was the benefit of coming over and having that dinner I hosted? Like, what did you get out of it? And having other people use their words is a great way for you to get clarity on what you do for people if you feel like that is a blind spot for yourself. So that is all under Point number one, I want you to know how you help people. I want you to really think about who it's for. And the third one is help communicate or clearly communicate what people will get out of your community. Number two, this is key, crucial, underline, bold, highlight, star. In anything you're putting out there that is new, you need to hype it up. That's another way of saying you need a launch plan. And I will tell you, I'm, you know me, I'm very transparent, very authentic. I like to share the good, the bad, the ugly in real time. When we launched our second group, which is called CEO Society Seattle, it was a duct tape launch plan, meaning we got the bare minimum out there just to get it going. And I will tell you why. For this specific group, it already existed under a different brand and we were approached, Molly and I were approached to take it over. So we had that momentum. There was a women in business conference the month prior to the handoff that I was the host of and Molly was a sponsor of. So we also had that momentum. That room was chock full of our target market for this community. It felt like it was better to get a messy version out there quicker so we didn't have a gap in that momentum and energy than wait to make it perfect. And this is something that I actually really used to struggle with, but it's something I have figured out for my business and I strongly encourage my clients to do because at the end of the day, it's never going to be perfect. I have a client actually launching right now as I'm recording this episode, her offer. 
And we just, the first thing we did at our first meeting was set that deadline. And then we worked backwards to figure out what I call the hype up schedule. I think launching can feel very formal and rigid. And I do feel a shift happening in that approach to promotion. So I like to hype it up. That being said, with our CEO society specifically, we gave, I would say, it was probably like three to four weeks of consistency-ish, consistency in our individual brands on our new brand that was new. So that was like less energy, but we talked about it a lot and we sold out to the point where we had to turn people away the day of. And I will tell you, it's because of a few things. It was our branding, which was really cute. Shout out to Molly for doing that. And it was that momentum. It's because that event happened and people were like, okay, well now what? And there was no quote unquote, now what? It also was because of the previous founder of the other community. She already had momentum from the people who have come to her events. So we capitalized on all of that. And I would say it was worth it. There was quite a bit of staying up late and getting things done last minute, but we got it done. And because I've done it before, I knew bare minimum what we needed to do to make it happen. But under the hype up category, I have three specific things to kind of keep you focused and give you a little bit more support around this. Number one is this. You have to make it so easy for them to come, especially if this is a new thing you're putting out there, a new event or community or whatever you want to call it. You have to make it very easy for people to come, but you need to get their email. Why? Because you cannot rely on social media to connect with people. The algorithm can change. There was that day back in, I want to say it was 2021, where Instagram was down for a day and everyone lost their minds. There's so many variables and you are putting yourself at the mercy of that platform if you're just assuming you're always going to be able to post about it and people can find it and come. So we encourage people to make it easy, but have a place where you collect emails. Number two, promote the heck out of it. More than you think, you're going to feel annoying but it's not annoying, especially if it's a community. And again, it has point number one, you're clear on how you help people, you're clear on who it's for, and you communicate what people get out of it. If those three points are communicated over and over and over again, it's going to be just so important in promotion of it. And then people can share it, invite people. Maybe the way you say it today resonates differently than how you say it tomorrow. And the way you say it a couple of days from now is even more clear to a specific person. People need to see stuff a couple of times before they commit to it. Point number three, invite people who engage with your posts, especially with networking can be intimidating. For me, it's not. Obviously, I have podcasts. I don't mind talking to people, talking in front of people. But for some people, networking, specifically community coming to a new thing is intimidating. So they may be liking your posts or dropping a comment and not taking action because they're scared. And if you can genuinely reach out to them, Hey, Kelsey, I saw you commented on our post. I just wanted to say thank you. I love what you had to say. Don't even sell them on anything. Just start to build that relationship. And from there, that can grow. Next time they post a story, you're responding to the story. And then maybe they comment on another post about the event. And then that's where you say, hey, look, I would love for you to come. I think this would be a great fit. Could you tell me more about your business and any questions you may have of the event? Sometimes people just need the invitation. And then point number three of all of this is you need to build momentum. I mentioned earlier that that there was this big business conference that happened, which was amazing. I am so honored that I got to be a part of it. There was so much momentum in that room that I can't even imagine what would have happened had they launched something from that event. Because there were hundreds of women there, all target market for a lot of the people. For me specifically, for my coaching clients, they were definitely sitting in that room. And my communities that I run, they were definitely sitting in that room. But with that, you have to have that like long-term game plan 
And for our networking groups, every event we plan builds off the last one and it has an end goal. And then for me personally, because I also have another business, I have the end goal. And I will tell you this, if you're in my community, if you're in my online Get Shit Done Club, if you are a client, those communities I run, all three of them are funnels into my business. Why? Because it's an opportunity for me to help people low cost, low commitment. They get a feel for my coaching style. They get a feel for how I can help people. Maybe I'm able to help them on some things just in the community. And if they need more support, they know me and now they can work with me. It's a lot easier. It's a more natural transition. And oftentimes those clients are my favorite clients to work with. So number three, you have to build that momentum. What does that mean? The day of the event, you're posting tons of photos and videos in real time. You're creating FOMO, not in like a negative way. You're just saying like, Hey, you who liked all your posts but didn't buy a ticket, look what you're missing out on. Or the person who didn't show up, we have that happen. And I find that really interesting. We have people buy tickets sometimes and then not show up. And I feel sad when that happens because I'm like, how can you just throw away X number of dollars? And not inv- honestly, what it's saying is like, I'm showing up for other people, but I'm not going to show up for myself. And it breaks my heart when that happens, but I realize I can't solve everyone's problems. But that's honestly how I feel about it. So the more you can post in real time, day of, it's just going to hammer home the excitement of what you're doing. The people who are there are going to feel so honored that you're tagging them and engaging with their stuff and sharing their stuff. And the people who are missing out and watching are going to be like, yeah, I should go to the next one. Build momentum. Point number two, we have now made it an SOP. So a standard operating procedure for those that don't know to film a reel and tag everybody at both networking events. Why? Because A, it's just fun to like get everyone together and do that. And B, it's such a great way for us to get content, for them to get content. And it's just so mutually beneficial. The end goal of both groups for me is connection and referrals. Like nothing lights me up more than people hyping up each other's businesses, buying from each other, um, referring each other, telling people about each other. That's the whole goal of this thing. And the reel is such a great way to make that happen because so-and-so shares it and then they get new followers that way and then they can nurture those relationships and it just helps everyone out. And we realized instead of having the quote-unquote intention of doing it, we created a game plan. So it's someone's job, thank you Holly, to come up with a specific reel, make sure we do it, we film it, we post it. And by making it an actual action item, it gets done. Point number three, this is my secret sauce. Are you ready for it? Like I told you, I'm telling you all the things today. Point three, this takes time, but it's worth it. DM everyone and thank them for coming. It is going to feel tedious. It's going to maybe be annoying. But if you take the time to do that, that personal touch goes so far. And I'm telling you right now, that is not happening at other networking groups in chamber meetings and meetups or things like that. I think that human personal connection goes so far, even though these communities are ran like businesses, even though all of us want our businesses to grow. That's why we're in the room. We're human beings first. And I think that opportunity for connection is so key. And I just encourage you to do it. So all that to say, if you don't have a community, I highly recommend you build it. Whether you build it online or in person, this episode I think is a great one for you. And my hope is that you just be genuine. You come into it with really clear expectations and ultimately come into it with a mindset of people first, serving the heck out of them. And in time, I promise they will serve you. It'll take time. It may take longer than you think, 
But if you build the thing now and then you go to launch something down the road, it's going to be so much easier because you're going to have people already ready to go versus you ambushing a bunch of friends and family for something that they don't want. All that to say, I am so honored you're here. I'm excited for this episode. And as I mentioned earlier, I run an online community called the Get Shit Done Club. We're all about accomplishing our goals and we're even doing live trainings, workshops, business trainings in that community. And I'd love to invite you to join us. You just search Get Shit Done Club on Facebook and find us or you can click the link in the show notes. Aside from that, go out there, do the thing, build that community and tell me all about it because I think it's awesome and I think there's room for all of us to be doing it. Hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll catch you on the next episode. And that's a wrap. Thank you for hanging out on this week's episode of When I Grow Up with your host, Kelsey, aka me. As always, I love what I do and it's because of you. Be sure to check out the website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash podcast for today's show notes. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now. Catch you next time on When I Grow Up.